Hi, and welcome to this week's episode of the BA Brew. I'm Nicole. I'm Kate. And I'm Debbie. And this week we're talking about books that change the way we work. Now, we all know there are thousands of books, podcasts, and other self-help materials that are all vying for our attention. Like, this is just the age of digital media, isn't it? Um, now, I don't know about you guys, but I always find it really hard to decide what to read from reviews or other people's comments, like books that really grab your attention. I always think they're not necessarily one that someone's told you to read. You kind of stumble upon it or find it for a particular reason or something that's going on in your life. You think, oh, that just that just really resonates with me. Um, you know, it's not always books that have these thousands of recommendations there's always things that aren't self-proclaimed books allegedly changing to claiming to change the way that you work or change your life. There's much more subtle and meaningful messages and even fiction books um, from time to time. Um, and don't they say that, you know, like the likes of Disney, they have some great hidden messages, you know, frozen themes about acceptance. Peter Pan's all about maturity. Um, Finding Dory even is about accepting disabilities. Um, anyway, enough about those. What are some of the books that you guys really sort of have changed the way that you work it's an interesting one and you mentioned it you you touched on it just there around how it's what resonates with you particularly what, depending on what's going on in your life at that particular moment and um I think when sort of looking back over the books in preparation for the podcast I was looking at all the different books that I've looked at and they change massively over the like over the breadth of my career so I think like the initial ones that impacted me were more practical books, you know, on how to do your job, like so sort of like project management skills, business analysis skills and those kind of books. And then sort of as my career progressed and my family life progressed, then actually it was more to do with mindset and more around self-awareness, you know, knowing who you are so that you can be a good leader and perform well. So it's been quite interesting watching the evolution of my own reading sort of in preparation for this. I think the first book that really stuck out for me was a book on stress management. I can't even remember what it's called, um, it, it, but it was so impactful at the time. So it was my first uh, line management role. And I picked this, um, this book up at the train station at Paddington train station. I think it's one of the Times books or something. And I remember just reading it on the train. And one of the key things that the key messages from it was around where you put your energy. So I was having a particular issue with somebody that um, worked that I worked with, and it talked about sort of changing your behaviours um, and not putting all of your energy into one particular place, and it just helped me so much. And it was my first foray as well into questionnaires and sort of that beginning of self awareness, really. So that was my my first book that really that you know really helped shape the way that I deal with things. Debbie, what about it's really you? Interesting, isn't it? How you're right, you do change over time. One of the books that I really remember, um, which is is I think about awareness, other people interpret it differently, was Reengineering the Corporation by Hammer and Champy, which came out, I think, in the early 90s, if I remember rightly. I remember reading it, and to me, book was about understanding how if you are in an organization whether commercial government charitable that actually what you're offering should be targeted customer and you should understand the customer and I read that book and came away thinking absolutely you need that clarity of outcome for who you're aiming this at and then I saw 
I think it was a television interview with the chief executive of a very large corporate. And he said, I've just read this book and it was re-engineering the corporation. And he said, it's great because it tells us how we can lose layers of management. And I thought, the same book, <laughs> because that's not how I interpreted it. But of course, what that book did was it sparked off the business process re-engineering BPR movement. And in a lot of organisations, it was interpreted as, you know, flattening the structure, empowering the front line. And, and there's a lot in that that, yes, I can buy into. Somewhere along the line, the message that I've got about outcomes and customer focus, it just seemed to be lost. That book had a massive impact on me because it really made me think in a different way. Yeah, it's really interesting, isn't it, how people can read the same book, yet their takeaways can be completely different. And I think, as Kate was saying, you know, things <clears throat> happen in your life and you reach for books on certain subjects. And I always like books that it's not something you read cover to cover, but it's something you keep on hand and refer back to as and when things crop up. Um, so kind of in lockdown, I purchased the book. It was called Why Has Nobody Told Me This Before by the disabled Dr. Julie Smith. And she was all over social media at the time. I think um, her fame really kind of took off from her short TikTok videos. She was on LinkedIn, just small sort of snippets of practical advice to help get through, you know, anxiety and dealing with a lot of what was going on, but also just everyday life. And sometimes it's not necessarily a book you need that's about work or about, you know, management and things like that it's just getting through life and how and we all know that life impacts how we do our job and trying to leave things at the door and dealing with all these other things that go on so I personally found that one really useful and just dip in and out of it um, now and again just to help deal with all those little ups and downs that can happen in everyday life yeah I love that and I, I'm the same with Carol Dweck's mindset book it's one I refer back to. And again, it became relevant to me, um, sort of having my children and um, so again, different stage of my life. And, um, but it just teaches you so much about being curious, staying curious and not having to, you know, always, you know, you're not, don't have to be the best person in the room. It's all about listening and collaborative work and understanding where you need to develop and grow. I just, I, I love that, um, that, and I think, that book I go back to often and I use it with my children as well. Yes, it's interesting. That's a book that I wish had been around 30 years ago and I wish I'd read it then because yeah. there is so much in it that is so practical and useful and you can apply it, you know, in personal and professional life. I think it's a phenomenal book and it's a phenomenal sort of body of work that Carol Dweck has, takes us through. So many different contexts absolutely brilliant um and it's not even that heavy a read is it you know you yeah. can read it quite sort of easily in lots of ways and still take away a lot of the messages yeah now, i i think that's a great great shout there kate i um, like that book a lot i think i also like it because it can be backed up if you go onto youtube you know you can put in carol dweck and you can see her talking and it just sort of helps um consolidate sort of what you've read and see her talking about it i think it's, it's really good as well not just yeah. about reading the book, but actually, you know, what else can I, what other supporting mediums can I use to help this sort of go in? And, and I think as well, because we talk about mindset and as colleagues as well. So you get different insights there too, don't you? Yeah. You know, so I think you, you sort of run with it a bit as well, which I think also helps. 
But um, it's interesting because the very first BA brew we did was also on one of my books, which is Who Moved My Cheese by Dr. Spencer Johnson. And I remember reading that book and this idea of contrasting the people who are going to dig their heels in and say, no, I'm I'm not having this. I'm not buying into the fact that things are changing. It's it, If I stand here long enough, it'll all come back to me. And, and the contrast with the, the the mice, if you like, but the people who say, OK, things are changing. We need to go and find out. We need to explore. We need to see what we can do. That is such a simple message. And it's such a small book, but absolutely powerful. And it, it that that one always stays with me, which is one of the reasons why we did it as our first BA brew. Oh, amazing. Yeah. yeah. So good. And I think there's loads of books that have evolved from that, from the um, growth mindset books as well, aren't there? So James Clear's Atomic Habits as well is another really practical one that I dip into all the time, just helps with self-awareness and moving you forward if you're stuck on something. Um, and then some of the Matthew Said books as well, I think, build on, yeah. on the growth mindset, which, um, yeah, they're all very um, readable and just dip in and out, which for me is, is what I need. Yes. And sometimes... You, as you said, you can get books where you get like practical tips and frameworks. And, and I've actually brought one here. This book oh. is all about negotiation. OK, but it puts negotiation in a really good context because it looks at um, four step framework, but sort of also understanding different people's needs as part of it and different people's interests and and understanding well what does a good outcome I'm back on outcomes again but what does a good outcome look for look like for everybody and as a practical book that book getting to yes I go back to it a lot and I go back to their framework I find it really useful because you know we negotiate all the time you know people think negotiation is you know sitting in a room and doing something very serious with a group of people and all the rest of it but actually we negotiate constantly we negotiate with our children we negotiate with colleagues with customers you know it's just an ongoing thing and and I find that framework and it was one of the first books that really sort of said to me you must always stand in somebody else's shoes because if you don't and you don't look at the world from their perspective, then actually you're going to miss so much in, in most situations. Yeah, I think you said something really interesting there around like practical frameworks. So they're things that I really um, find useful in books when there's like some sort of methodology or technique that you can take out of the book and apply to your own life. It's not just Oh, here's some really useful guidance and let's talk it through in a scenario. It's right, take that away and apply it, whether it be even just kind of we go through a pro and con list, you know, to help make some big decisions in life. Or a really useful tool that I took away from one book was around um, dealing with things like within your control and outside of your control and just drawing the circles. This one's within my control. I can control that change. I can control what happens. And these are outside of my control and you just have to sort of, let it go almost um, I really sort of like things like that that I can apply practically to my my everyday life and sort of what I'm going through or what, what's challenging me at the time yeah I'm the same definitely 
Yeah, absolutely. And and I think that's the thing. You know, some of the books just make you think a bit differently. And and I find that in fiction as well as non-fiction. You know, sometimes you read a book and a character will say something or there'll be an insight into a character and it'll make you think, gosh, that's a sentence that actually really resonates with me. And um, one of the books that I think I think about a lot because I learned a lot from it, but in a completely different way to how it was intended, I think. Um, my favourite novel is Pride and Prejudice by Jane Austen. OK, the thing I love about it the most is her ability to write a sentence that is so succinct, yet so insightful. And it's what I call economy with language. And her book, you can read some of the sentences and think every single word in that sentence is absolutely spot on. It's the word. And what I learned from reading, and I've read that novel so many times, is that when I'm writing, sometimes I look at a word and think there's a better word than that. There's, there's a word that really, really sums up what I want to say. And that's the lesson I learned from reading Jane Austen novels is make every word count. Amazing. <laughs> I think that's quite a nice ending note there, isn't it? Just really thinking about things and yeah, make every note, every word count. Uh, has anyone else got anything they'd like to sort of bring to the table? No, I think I think those are my, I mean, there are so many books you read. I mean, you mentioned, Kate, like Black Box Thinking by Matthew Side, which is also a terrific book. And a book that um, a number of people I know have read is a book called Sa Sapiens um, yeah. by Yuval Noah Harari, I think. Um, and that's got so many insights in it for us as human beings. There are just so many. And I think the key thing for me is when you find a book like that, tell people about it and really think about why it's resonated with you because then you'll keep revisiting it, won't you? Yeah. I love that. Good. Just start an assist book club. Oh, we so should. We should start an assist recommended books list. <laughs> should, yeah. Uh, so that brings us to the end of this week's BA Brew. If you have any recommendations for books, let us know in the comments or drop us an email at babrew at assistkd.com. We'd love to read them. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs>